0: Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of the High Side News podcast. Today's podcast is being recorded at 10.38 on the 10th of May. Over the weekend, we had the fourth round of World Superbike action from Catalonia, which saw World Superbike's main man at the moment run away with it once again. Joining me today as usual is Short Shift News' owner and author, Dawn Hammersley, and MotoGP esports rider and Short Shift News author, Jack Hammersley. Dawn, I hope you had a good bank holiday weekend. Did you enjoy the World Superbike action from Catalonia?
1: Hi, Luke. Yeah, I really, really did enjoy it. Yeah, the exciting racing. We we sort of knew what was going to happen, but behind Alvaro, there was a lot going on. So yeah, it, it was great racing as usual.
0: It really was, uh, Jack. I hope you're all good, mate. What were you, what are your thoughts on World Superbikes at the moment? Do you think it's becoming too boring with with Alvaro, like Dawn just said?
2: No, because I think I'm choosing to appreciate what what we're seeing because we're seeing something we've never seen before. But then there's action behind him, which you know, you've got top-back Ronaldo, and Ray, and Bassani, and all this palaver that's gone on behind him. But you know, Bautista, you know, he's making a tire last that notoriously loses all of its grip after ten laps maximum. So it's just I'm just choosing to enjoy what I'm seeing.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of looking at it compared to um, uh, you get some people who are saying he's ruining World Superbikes. But no, that's a, that's a good way to, to put it and look at World Superbikes at the moment. Um, before we discuss this weekend's racing, uh, we really should discuss some news that came out this morning and yesterday. Um, yesterday's news that Marc Marquez won't have to serve his double long lap penalty uh, from the Portuguese Grand Prix at the start of the season. And the news that came out today that Mark Marquez will be back at Le Mans this weekend and obviously won't have to serve his penalty. Jack, were you surprised to see the news today that, that Mark will be back this weekend or were you expecting it to be around Le Mans time that he'd be back?
2: I was expecting it after, because I thought he was going to be her ref. So, we said no ref, he just a little bit longer. I like, well, it's going to be Le Mans.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Dawn, what are you expecting from Marquez on his return? Because obviously it was a... a a broken finger that he suffered. Um, Do you think it'll affect him much, maybe some little niggles here and there, or are you expecting him to be right on the pace again?
1: Yeah, I am expecting him to be a little bit down the order than what you would definitely inside the top 10, but when you're coming back from an injury that has kept you out for so many rounds, I do think you won't be at 100%. Hmm.
0: Well, we all know Mark. He's going to push no matter what, Um, (laughs) but... You know, we'll talk about Mark and MotoGP a little bit later on, but let's go back to last weekend or this weekend that's just gone. Let's talk about the World Superbike Action. And I think really the best place to start it is with the main man at the moment, the man who's leading the championship by 69 points, I believe it is, Alvaro Bautista. Um, Domination, I think, is really the only word you can use to describe it. Uh, Jack, I think you said last week that you'd be surprised if... um, I can't remember what exactly you said, but some sort of massive gap, about 10-second gap that you'd probably pull. And really, you weren't far out, and I think he did have that in the first race of the weekend, but his celebration slowed him down, so he crossed the line with like nine seconds, but he was brilliant, wasn't he, Jack? What what more can you say on Bautista other than just domination, really?
2: Yeah, he just took he took the lead and cleared off. I mean, Toprak did nearly stop him. In, well, I didn't really stop him. He, he stopped him momentarily in race two, but I feel like the only reason that happened is because it was raining a little bit. I feel like if it hadn't rained at all during the Super Bowl race or race two, his gap would have been as big as... Well, maybe not Super Bowl race, but in race two, the gap would have been pretty much the same as in race one. But yeah, it's just very uh, scary just how... That combination of rider, team, and bike and tyres, they're just way too strong for anyone else at the moment, especially at a high-deck track like Catalunya.
0: Yeah, it, um, Dawn, it is
2: worrying, isn't it, for everyone
0: else, really, because Ducati came with this this new version of the the Panagali V4. And obviously, Bautista has announced as well that he's re-signed for, with, with Ducati for 2024. So, again,. Uh, <laughs> Something for the riders to worry about next season with Bautista staying with Ducati again for a third year on the bounce?
1: Yeah, it it must play on the minds, really. They think, well, not only am I going to have a chance at winning this year, I won't probably be able to do it next year, but you just don't know what's going to happen. He may suffer a few mechanicals, you know, an injury or something. You just don't know. But he's riding amazingly and you just can't fault him. And And he is good to watch, he really is.
0: Jack, like you said it a, a couple minutes ago. It is just the, the perfect combination of rider and bike. And it's things that we, we've we seen in the past. We've seen it with Mark when he first got on the Honda, Rossi when he first got on the, the, the Yamaha. And it's now just the Bautista show, really, I guess you could say, in World Superbikes. We've seen it in the past. We've seen it with Jonathan Ray when he first got on the Kawasaki. But it's just great to see. And I know people don't like it. People want to see the close racing for first, but you still have the close battles for second place is, is the way that I look at it. Um, I mean, in race two, you had what well, Top Rack finished second in every race damage limitation for himself in the championship, but that final race where he got Rinaldi on that final corner. Yeah. Rinaldi had burnt his tire out, but you see that the other riders are thinking differently. Rinaldi, I imagine was pushing on, but Top Rack thought about it, kept composed and was there. Dawn, really top rack did what he could second place in all three races is, is there anything more he really could have done this weekend do you reckon or do you think that was pretty much the best he could do
1: yeah i, I think top rack was probably thinking it's a perfect weekend because he probably knows he just had not got enough to catch Al, alvaro up so yeah he's done the best he possibly could and, you know, he stayed on the bike, he's fought strong all weekend. And like you say, the battle's behind. They're not only for, like, second and third, it's sort of from second to seventh and eighth. And it was really good viewing.
0: Yeah, and it's really got the mixture of manufacturers involved. We actually had a BMW involved in the fight at one point this weekend, and that was that was great to see a BMW up there. Again, the others struggling, and we'll go on to them in a bit. But we had three different riders in third place this weekend. We had in race one, we had Jonathan Ray, then we had Locatelli in the sprint race, and then we had Ronaldi in the final race. Jack, it just shows that other than Bautista, there is still this this battle that's happening in, in World Superbikes between the manufacturers, different nationalities. What what are your thoughts on like the I guess the best of the rest battle at the moment?
2: Yeah, it's fun to see because you have no you have to... Consensus, they will be top-rack and Ray at the end of the day who will be the ones at the top. But you've seen your Locatellis, your Ronaldi's, your Bassanis, your Jagatars and all them lot are trying to break that, that barrier. And they're getting closer. They've got a lot closer compared to last season where those where top-rack Ray and Bautista were miles in front of everyone else. So I think it's good to see that they are really chipping away now and they just need those couple extra attempts and they'll be challenging all of them by the end. Well, maybe not Bautista at the moment, but they be challenging top rack uh, at the end of the races very soon.
0: Hmm. I think one uh, battle for second we should discuss the in race one, the Rinaldi and Bassani incident. I think that was, other than Bautista, one of the major talking points because there's now Bautista's locked in for next year with Ducati. And now the, the talk looks straight to who will be his teammate. And it looks like it will be Vassani or Ronaldi, with Bulliger's name being thrown in as well from Super Sport. But Dawn, the Ronaldi Vassani collision happened on the, the, the first uh, the first few laps. What did you make of it? Do you think it was sort of uh, fighting for that seat for next year or and it sort of bubbled over a little bit? Or do you think it was just they wanted to finish second badly?
1: Yeah, I think it was just the heat of the racing you know, and like you say wanting to finish second, but I just really feel for Michael because, you know, he's got must have so much pressure on him. And then he goes and gets taken out by the person that could quite easily take his seat. So, but then again, has Pisoni, um got a, a cross against his name now for doing that? I, I would like to, to have known what was said, but I just really feel for Michael at the moment. You know, he's just got the pressure. He's, he, you know, he's got this amazing teammate. He knows he probably isn't going to beat but like you say, there's people just chomping at his back wheel to get on his seat, and it must be really difficult.
0: Yeah, Jack, what were your your thoughts on the the Rinaldi contact at first? Obviously, he didn't get penalised because he got he got taken out of the race, but do you think that was a harsh move or just a rubbing his racing move?
2: It was definitely a harsh move because it, the there wasn't a lot of room, but there was just enough room, but he was forced to set up. And I think, really, you can't question Bassani for why he did the move, you could probably question where he did it mm. question question like, his positioning and everything but you can't question his intentions because it's quite clear from that move, we know how aggressive Bassani is anyway if he sees a gap he'll set, he'll send it and at the end of the day it's just two Italians trying to get on the best Italian bike and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if these two squabbly and end up in another Italian stealing the seat from them
0: Yeah. At the moment, who do you think is, in Ducati's mind, would be first in line at the
2: moment? Do you think it would be Bouliga or do you think it would be Rinaldi again to keep the consistency? I think before the crash, I'd say it was Bassani. Now I'm not so sure because Rinaldi, he's just really inconsistent. Bassani is stronger, but he's just lacking that little extra thing that might just be the bike, that might be the motor course of Ducati not being fully up to scratch. And then Balegu, I feel like he's he's the strongest one at the moment on the super sport bike. He's only had one DNF that wasn't his fault. So, at the moment, I'm, I'd be looking at... I'd be keeping... and an, uh, I'd be having them all in line and probably, say, by the end of August, say, or September, whichever one has performed the best, just give them the seat because they're the most likely one to give you the best results next season.
0: Dawn hmm. uh, we were saying about it uh, uh, yesterday at points. There were silly seasons happening now. We're, we're in, the rumours are going round now. We've had the talks of Scott Redding leaving BMW. Top Rack's had some offers, which if we have time, we'll get to in a bit. Um, do you think Ducati would look outside of their fold at the likes of, I don't know, Top Rack at the moment? Or, uh, say, Lecuona from Honda. Do you think they would still just look in the Ducati family? Or do you think there would be a chance that they'd go for, for someone else?
1: I think um the way the Italian and the Ducati sort of family work I think they're going to stick with the three. But then again I suppose who wouldn't want top rack on a bike as well. So if he is certain that he perhaps he wants to change then that just opens it up even more.
0: Mm, there there are some well there are only two riders currently on the World Superbike grid who have contracts for next year. So I can see there being a lot of moving and a bit of musical chairs, really, especially in the rumour mill. But it'll be interesting to see what Chiquetti do and what sort of noise comes out of the World to by paddock in the next uh, few days and weeks. But um, going back to, to the racing and what we saw this weekend, I have to say, I thought uh, the Hondas, I thought, again, they, they looked good at a Catalonia test uh, a few weeks back. And Jack, they were just they didn't really do what I thought they would do compared to where they were last year in catalonia and where they were last season apart. What were your thoughts on them this weekend and where they've been as a whole, sort of, this season?
2: It's all just like the inter- it's like the the Maverick Vinales. if Maverick Vinales could be a team or a bike. I think that's what it would be at the moment. Yeah. Uh, They've got to they show such strong pace and practice and testing, and then come the race for some strange reason, it, most of the time it doesn't materialize. But we've seen the Quorum, we've seen Vieja get podiums, we know they're capable, we know the bike's capable. But I think it generally just it depends on the conditions of the tyres. Because um, you know, Pirelli changing all the tyres all the time with different testing combinations and profiles and all this kind of thing. I generally just think it depends on the rider on the day or the track, and everything just. It's sort of really picky and when the results will come out. But the two riders have got talent, the team's got talent. And we've seen with, uh, I mean, this is kind of how bad it was. Bautista in 2021 went faster than the Coronel, or Vieje went in a race this year. So, uh, sort of just that's how it's going at the moment.
0: Yeah, maybe a little bit harsh on Laquona from myself because he got fourth in the sprint and, and sixth in the first race after a really bad start. But, Dawn, we're seeing this sort of thing at the moment where you've got Ducati, Yamaha and Kawasaki once again. And Honda and BMW, they just sort of, They say that they're going to make that step. And BMW did, you know, made this brand new version of the the M1000RR. And they've just sort of stood still. Or in BMW's case, I think they've gone backwards. What What are your thoughts on like the the back two manufacturers, I guess you could say, on World Superbikes.
1: Yeah, it's like you say, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, but we're not really seeing anything that they do. And every sort of season, oh, yeah, we're developing this, developing that, but you need to sort of get results. And I think with the two Honda riders, you notice that one round Laquona will be up there, the next round he'll be nowhere, and they seem to change places. they never sort of lock together, like they'll have a fifth and a sixth or something like that. It just seems... To take turns each round in improving a little bit for a one or the other, but they're not both consistent at every round.
0: Hmm. Just looking at um, La results: um, a sixth, a fourth, and then a a ninth. So again, it's it's like what we we're saying: There's, there doesn't seem to be the the consistency from them. And Vierhe an eighth, a ninth. And then a sixth so again it it's the thing of i guess like what jack was saying it's the conditions at the time and the bike seems to be very temperamental on what it likes and what it doesn't like with with tire wear and stuff and they were saying lakona likes the bike moving underneath him but again you, you can't really see the honda supporting that and jack do you think Lequona's time in MotoGP gp at heref maybe messed his mind up a little bit at the start of the weekend and held him back a little bit? Or do you think that wouldn't have affected him too much?
2: I think it would definitely affect him in FP1 and FP2. And then actually that would be a bit of a domino effect. But I think it wouldn't have affected him too much. But between Brack and Aston, it cost him possibly a chance of fighting for, the, maybe not way, but fighting for second place in the first two races. So I think it definitely hampered him a little bit because of the changes in chassis, the tyres, brakes, everything. So, but I think, I just don't know, but I think La Crona only got fourth place in the Super Pole race, Could have, it rained at the end and La Crona's a very good wet weather rider, so, and I think he just thought, I'm not, I've got to push, trying to get the best points possible, but it's sort of just hard to gauge what's going on in BMW and Honda, but, it, and also you got, they've had the super concessions, that seems to have, Brought them on a little bit, but not enough. So I we'll wouldn't be surprised if we, if they get even more super, like BMW. I mean, I would be surprised if after round six they get even more super concessions, we'll be super duper concessions to try and help them find something. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's I think you. Yeah, we'll talk about BMW. You've you've brought them up nicely there. Um, really, the only rider who could do it for BMW this weekend was Garrett Gerloff. They said about it in commentary a weekend. He's got good memories of Catalonia. He seems to like the track. Um, really, for the bike that he's on, he's on the satellite Bonovo um, Action BMW. I think he put in some really good results. ninth place in the first race, 7th race, uh, place in the sprint race, and then 10th uh, again in the, the final race. And he's now above Scott Redding in the championship to be the top BMW in the standings. Dawn Garrett's weekend, I think, really, for what he can do in the package he's given, pretty good results.
1: Yes, definitely. And like you say, he shouldn't have been really there. You'd expect Scott to be there cause on the package. So, yeah, that was probably uh, Gerloff's best round and it'll probably give him motivation to, to perhaps even do a little bit better in the next round.
0: Yeah, I think at this point, Gerloff should be... Uh in line for a factory BMW next season, especially if Scott does leave, like the rumours uh, seem to be around him at the moment. Jack, I, I, f- I feel like I always ask you this every week. BMW, still clueless on what they're, where they are, really, from what they, they're standing of. We've got Baz, who's still, I imagine, still recovering from his injury and still not fully fit. Scott Redding had technical problems towards the end of the weekend, and um, we're the stand-in of Lopez, who did a decent job from, from what he could do. But really, do you think... Um, we'll talk about this, actually. Do you think Tom Sykes... He's left Pachetti Kawasaki now. That was also some news that came out. He's going to temporarily return to, to BMW to replace the injured van der Do you think Tom Sykes will help bring the bike on a little bit during the season? Or, or not with his previous experience on the BM?
2: I should hope so, but... Um... It's funny, when Catalonia, Tom Sykes previously had that record before Bautista broke it, but Tom Sykes is like a second or something like that, faster than Scott's ever gone or Garrett's gone, Bazaar's gone, vandermark has gone. It's it's quite ridiculous how that bike's somehow gone backwards. I don't know whether it's the ECU, I, I don't know what it is, but they've, they've gone backwards, and I think they need to get that bike back because when Tom was – it's funny, when Tom was developing that bike, it was very strong – it was constantly in the top five fight. Aaron Vandermark could fight for top fives and even a podium at Donington. In wet conditions, they fought for wins. And then ever since Tom's left, Scott could just maybe snatch a podium if Ray went down or something like that. But ever since then, it's all sort of gone backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards. So, I think Tom you could be the, the man they need.
0: Yeah, I uh, I did notice that as well on the graphic when Bautista set his fastest lap in qualifying. Tom Sykes was the previous lap record holder around Catalonia on a BM in 2021. And that surprised me, seeing that definitely, because you think where the BMs are now and it's just, you couldn't imagine them reaching there now unless it was wet and some riders go down in qualifying or something. But Dawn, I sort of skipped over it a little bit. Tom Sykes leaving Pachetti Kawasaki. Could you see that coming? Was that sort of writing on the wall as such that Tom eventually would leave from where he was, from the results they've had.
1: Yeah, you, like the commentators did mention that he just can't keep going on like that. And then I thought, well, if he was to leave, where would he go? And obviously this has all happened, that he's, he's got the standing BMW ride. And I was thinking, did he perhaps know about that perhaps before he left? And probably thought, well, I'll give me chances, eh? I don't know how long Vandermark's going to be out for. So I did feel it was coming, but then I didn't really know if he would actually leave and you know, not have a ride. But um it will be interesting to see what happens. I mean, what will happen if he beats Scott Redding in the next round? You know. Yeah. That will be exciting to see.
0: That was something that had crossed my mind as well. If if Tom Sykes can beat Scott Reddick, this is from what I was thinking about it, this is Tom's last true shot to prove that he can f- Fight in World Superbikes, not for wins. I'm not expecting X to package is awful. But if he can fight for, you know, top tens, even like Garrett did this weekend at rounds, then it would be a good showing from Tom. Because they were saying, I think I read somewhere that Vandermark, they're not expecting back to Magni Core, which gives Tom four yeah. rounds on the BM, including Donington Park. Yeah. <laughs> We all know Tom goes well around Donington Park. Even last year, in his poor BSB season, really, he showed up at Donington Park. Jack, what would be a good result, in your opinion, from Tom Sykes on a factory BMW after the Mazaro test and the Misano round around Donington Park?
2: I say top. Well, I don't in fully dry conditions. I don't think anyone on that BM's got. Maybe Vandermark's got sixth place, was it Indonesia? But that's in that's a very strange track with conditions and stuff. So I think at a normal race, I think the highest anyone's got is Girl with ninth. Yeah. So I think if Tom can just get the best BMW results of the season, I think that's the best you can hope for. But Scott got fifth last year in both in fourth and fifth. Uh and a podium in the Super race. So you know, Tom I I wouldn't be surprised if Tom it's Donington Park, it's a BMW. Puts this SCQ tire in and, and qualifying. I could not be surprised if he's on the front two rows, but I, uh, I, I think it's a good shot. He it's his best shot at being at the best result of the season, best result he can get. and if he can beat Scott Redding, if he can beat Gara Girl off, and bars if he's fully fit, I think that'll prove to himself, maybe prove to BMW that they got rid of the wrong man.
0: Yeah, and because, just... yeah, I, I, I'd forgotten about that until. I saw the news that Tom was going back. Scott was the man brought in to replace uh, Tom Sykes. And it seemed at the time that Tom was almost forced out the door. So Scott could come in for big money, I imagine, at the time. And it's not really worked, has it, for for Scott or BMW. Dawn, uh, there was a spat before the season between Tom and Scott on social media. Do you reckon we could have some some fireworks in the garage, especially if Tom starts beating Scott at, at some rounds?
1: I think it'd be very interesting to see, and they're quite um, lively characters and they've both got a really good sense Mm -hmm. of humour, especially Tom, and I think Mm -hmm. in any argument Mm -hmm. that way Tom would probably win as he did on the social media spot over Anna Carrasco, but yeah, I think it it could get a little bit heated in there, which makes things really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's uh, going to be fun and it's going to be interesting for Tom, and I hope it works out for him. Another Brit, actually, who had a very good weekend, I thought, um, Bradley Ray. I thought he had you know, very good show-ins. Race one, finished 12th because Petrucci got disqualified. Um, the sprint race, he finished 14th, obviously no points. And then he finished 15th in race two. Jack, Brad race second race weekend in World Superbikes this season. What did you make of it? Because I thought personally that's where he should be this season.
2: Yeah, he's done good. I mean, Tamburini the same track got tenth, but I think I can't remember what happened in the first race of last year. But I think this, the competition was a bit not slower but weaker in terms of the midfield. But Brad's just doing what he what he can do. Twelfth play, third well across third, line thirteenth, but to get four points. And then another point in race for uh, race two, I think that's just the best he can do at the moment. Plug away with him, him and the team, try and get the bike developed for his riding style. Try and get it. I'd rather just try and get the same feeling out of the OMG bike, but with electronics, essentially, I think that's probably the feeling he's wanting, because we you know how fast he was when he was fully in one with that bike from Cadwell to Alton. So, uh, I think it's just step by step, try and get closer to the top ten and. Just try and get there as soon as possible, but make sure he takes it step by step, doesn't rush anything.
0: Yeah. Dawn, how do you think his progression's been these last two rounds? Because I think, like Jack just said, he has been taking it the step by step way. He's got a good mentor in um, Shaky Burn. What What have you thought of, of Brad so far in Worlds?
1: I've been really tough with his his progress. Like you say, you can't ask any more. He's learning all, you know. Some circuits, perhaps he's been to a few, but everything's new, new team, um, riding in, you know, quite hot weather as well. That you know, that's a different because it's always dreadful over here at the moment. But yeah, he's doing everything right. You can't ask any more of him.
0: Yeah, I think he's he really is putting in a good show, and it's it's where. Sort of, I expected Brad Ray to be and I'm not meaning that in any criticism. Brad's a talented rider um, but it's a tough paddock to come into, especially where you're only doing the European rounds um, and really in these European rounds, he's got to prove himself to to get onto a, a bike next season that can run the whole season and could be slightly more competitive than the, the package he's on right now because at the end of the day, he's got to fight for a GRT Yamaha spot would be the next sort of logical move for him, whether he'd get one I don't know, but it, it, it's been a good good progress so far um, we'll end World Superbike Talk with Jonathan Ray uh, pretty much sort of a Jonathan Ray weekend really this season um, one of his, his his better weekends on a whole other than a sprint race uh, a third in race one, had to start far back in, uh, had to start from 10th for the second race and finished 5th And in the sprint race, Jack just got caught out by the weather, didn't he? Maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit of a squeeze from Top Rack to put him over towards the white line. Um, Went down to Turn 1. Sort of these things happen, I guess. If you're being, you know, a man like Top Rack is going to give him a little move over maybe towards the line. What did you think of of Jonathan's weekend?
2: Um, Honestly, I will say I was surprised he actually got a podium considering how bad Kawasaki is in terms of tire degradation at the moment. But I feel like the Jonathan race now, had this race taken place three years ago or four years ago, he'd have been on the podium every single race. He would have got probably done what Top right did and got three second places, like we saw him in 2019. And I don't know if it's because of whether that bike is simply not up to scratch at the moment. He's having to push so much or he's just making mistakes. I don't know. But we've seen since 2021, we've slightly seen more mistakes creep out of Jonathan. And I don't know if it's just... I've, that's just um, how much pace is increasing and how much the limit i'm um, closer to the limit they're having to ride to now but it's just it's just strange seeing jonathan ray has crashed out in three races in the past three rounds it's just not what you, you if you said that three years ago you'd call everyone crazy that he crashed out three races in the first four rounds
0: yeah because there was a time where jonathan had gone like a whole season without crashing out of a race, or maybe even two whole seasons at one point without crashing out of a race. And it's just, you could see from lap one, and I think JT called it on commentary, he was pushing that front end. You could see it down to turn 10, I think it is, where the front was already moving underneath him. Um, Dawn Kawasaki and Jonathan Ray, just doing what they can, really. Looks like they're sort of on par with, with Yamaha now. Just sort of fight for them, fight with them for second place, really, would you say now?
1: Yeah, that that's what they've got to look at. But I suppose like if you've on paper, this is probably one of the worst starts Ray's had. And he must be so frustrated that, you know, because it's not like, say it's not like him to crash and the little cracks are showing now that he is making little mistakes that he wouldn't normally do. He's not having everything sort of his own way. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season unfolds for them.
0: Yeah, it, it will be interesting as well, especially where he signed for... Kawasaki for next season so um, you know he's going to be demanding more. He will want a bike that can beat the Ducati and Bautista and if he doesn't get it then next year then we'll have to see what the future holds for for Jonathan Ray and Kawasaki or Jonathan's World Superbike career even whether it will come to an end in the near future Um, Let's move on to the Super Sport category Overall, some great racing again. It, it it was tighter than the um than the, the super bike racing, definitely, but still Giacati of Bouliger in race one took the victory from Marcel Schrotter and Bahattin Sofoglu, the two MV Augustas. Um and then race two, a victory that I was very happy to see. Bahattin Sofoglu return in the the new name to the top step of the podium since Keenan and his uncle. Uh, first time that that name has been on the top step since Mao in 2017. Jack, were you impressed with with Because I think he's only 19 years old, and taking victory in, in the, the second race in hot conditions, difficult conditions in Catalonia on an MV. What what, what did you think of his his weekend? Really, because it was great.
2: Very impressive, and I thought something like this would happen. Just not. Like we saw how competitive the bike has been with Schrotter, going to gain top fives, and S- Sivoglu showed some like Moss last year. showed some really good form, so I was expecting maybe a Moss or Magni or or Portimao somewhere like there. He pull out a result like this, but yeah, he's done it a lot earlier than I expected, and I just found these riding style extremely strange when he's entering a corner. he's completely different to everybody else. That may be what the difference is, but yeah, I think it's very impressive weekend all round and to get MV's first so Envy's first win since Mandalika last year, the first one two since Philip Pyle in twenty fifteen, so stats all round for MV this this weekend.
0: Yeah, they looked um overjoyed, I think you could say in the the pit box, whereas <laughs> Keenan was this- Keeping his cool. He's been in that situation before. He knows how quickly racing can change. Um, Dawn, I, I, you know, you can't really fault MV this weekend, really. They had a, a good weekend all around. They had Scrotter in second place in both of the races. Bahattin got a third and a first. They're coming on strong now, aren't they, as a, as a package? And looking like maybe they could bring the fight, maybe not too booling, because we've seen how strong he is when that bike doesn't doesn't break down or when he doesn't make mistakes but they're bringing the fight to Yamaha and Tenkata aren't they
1: oh definitely and it was so nice to see a different manufacturer up there and like I say both riders showed such calmness and because the high level of battling they had to do to get the positions they ended up with and it was clean good watchable racing and yeah a, a great round for them and I can't wait to for the next round to see what they can do
0: yeah, I, I hope we can see this continue throughout the season. I sort of expected it from from Marcel. He's a been a top, near the top level of Moto2 in the past. And the one thing I did think with Bahattin straight away was Keenan's definitely his manager. So, you know Keenan's going to be going to these big-name teams, maybe even some Superbike teams at this point, and trying to flog off Bahattin as well as Top Rack now. Because... Uh, if he can continue this throughout the season, I don't see why he, why he wouldn't. You know, Keenan's very savvy when it comes to business, so I wouldn't be surprised if Bahattin does uh, make a move somewhere for next season to a, a more regarded team in the, the Superbike paddock. Um, Bouliger, a win, race one, mentioned that. Race two, didn't end his way. He was fighting for... Was it seventh, Jack? That he was roundabout towards the start of the race, got beat up a little yeah. bit, and the bike ended up breaking down. Have you seen anything on that? Because I haven't seen anything in press releases or anything.
2: No, just just Billy like, got taking a picture of his bike, saying like, um, just I can't remember what he said, but it's like something unfortunate, but we'll get back in Mazan or something like that. And um, I, I, sorry, Carol. yeah, just uh, it was it was it was. I think it was the race that the other riders needed because they understood. because last race 1 the he was never outside the top 2 as soon as he got into second he was back into first instantly was this one he got overtaken once and everyone swarmed at him mm. and that's the, that's really the only way they could stop him and even if even they happened he was still catching them and he was on the back of them and maybe could have been involved in that fight on the last lap unfortunately his bike cut out
0: yeah his bike may have cut Out, and I'm just checking that 33 points he still leads the championship by, so he still has a you know a, a race win advantage over everyone else. Um, and I imagine he's going to be at the front in Mazzano on a, especially on a Ducati around there. Um, I wouldn't say it was a bad weekend though from him. His championship hopes still alive, they were definitely still alive. Do you think you could see Scrotter catching him up at all throughout the season, Jack, or do you think Vuiga's probably? going to have it now unless any more mechanicals
2: happen yeah. well strotter's consi- got consistency he's just lacking a race when I was, I was trying to think of the week when was the last time marcel Schrotter won a race it's like you never won a moto two as far as i know you ne- never won a moto three i'm not sure if he ever won in junior gp it's like mm-hmm. marcel Schrotter is the aaron cannon but of his entire career i've never Surprise, seen him <laughs> i've never seen him win a race ever So pretty sure when that ever happens, it'll be a big celebration. I will not be surprised if he maybe won an endurance race like a Suzuka 8 hour or something like that if he ever did one of those, but just Marcel's never won. And I think that's the only thing he has to take off to officially become a championship contender.
0: Yeah, I've 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 just had a little look because I was I was intrigued there of when did Marcel last win a race. Never won in the one two five category. Never won in the one year in Moto 3 did. Well I was on a Mahindra, so I'm not surprised. And never won in his time in moto two and i'm not seeing anything about him doing um any endurance racing or anything so i I don't know if of Scrotta has ever won a race in one of these big categories as such wow i didn't i knew he never won in moto two but i always thought he would have done something in the 125s or moto (laughs) three that is yeah Let's hope that first win can come for him this season then on the MV, because he deserves it. He's been fighting hard, and he's really been putting the others to, with the established Super Sport riders, to, to shame, really, for his first year in Super Supersport. Um, Dawn, Ten Carter and Manzi, sixth place in the first race because of a penalty, and then third place in the second race because of a penalty. What are you making of their season so far, and their weekend as a whole because got unlucky with a sixth place, crossed the line in third or second place, I think, in the first race, got pushed back to, to sixth, and then crossed the line in um second place in the second race, but got pushed back to third. What are you thinking so far from Because that you yeah, know, it's just not almost clicking yet for him like it did for Agatha.
1: Yeah, he's he's a great rider, but he just looks a little bit wild this weekend. But obviously he you know, he wants he wants his you know, the win, his first win of the season. But yeah, he, he did he's a, like you say, he's a great rider, but he he was just on the edge of it and that obviously showed with the penalties that he received. But I'm sure there's strong things to come from him and the
0: team the rest of this season. I'm I'm sure they'll figure it out. Ten Carter are a brilliant team. We've seen it for years, how good they are. And they showed it with Domi in the Super Sport class last year. So I think it's a matter of time until something clicks. Maybe at Mazzano something will, will work out for him and he'll be, you know, fighting for that first win, maybe more wins throughout the season. Um let's have a chat about the Brits. We'll go over them probably quite quickly, looking at their results from the weekend. Um, standout Brit, Tom Bufamos. Uh, straight from Alton Park, doing the super sport there and British Super Sport to this, to, you know, more points finishes, 13th and 14th. Jack, what did you think of Tom Bufemos? By far the best performing Brit in Catalonia in the super support class. Um, Just picking up points sort of where he should be or would you expect a little bit more from him?
2: I think he'll expect a bit more from himself and I think he'll be very angry at himself that he, that Tom Edwards beat him in the European sort of challenge because uh, Tom so far has one, every single one of them, now Tom Edwards, has uh, arrived as a, maybe a challenger to him. So we'll have to wait and see how that pans out for in the season. Maybe that we might have two Australians on a Yamaha to contend with as a championship rival sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I think Tom, he'll be happy he got points, but I think he'll be wanting more than points. and especially I can't remember if he got beat by Huertas, because I know he, what well, he's quite big rounds with Huertas. So I think he'll be the benchmark. For, for himself in world super sport
0: yes he got beaten by Huertas in both races by he uh so Tom was 13th in race one Huertas was 12th and Tom was 14th in race two and Huertas was 12th so he was within like you know the next one or two positions of him throughout the the racing and it, it was close between the two and that probably did annoy him a little bit, I can imagine, from how they had in the Sport 300 days between each other. Um, Dawn, uh, we'll look at John McPhee's weekend, 19th in race one, uh, I believe a DNF in, in race two, yeah. Ever since Australia and that poor weather there, it's not really worked out for John in Supersport yet, has it?
1: No, definitely not. I mean that that first round. I think everyone, you know, Taz was up there, McPhee was up there, and it's so promising. But you no, know, sometimes you do forget they're they're actually in the race sometimes. But yeah, I did expect a little bit more. <clears throat> excuse me, off John, but we'll just have to see what the rest of the season can bring for him.
0: Yeah,
1: I think he had two DNFs now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. At least he's not. Crashing all the time like we've seen from him in Moto 3 when he gets onto a sort of rhythm of, of crashing out of races. And hopefully again, it's just a thing of hoping that something can work for him. But again, he's supported by Pachetti Kawasaki, isn't he? His team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, can't help but think maybe something's going on in that team, maybe, and where it wasn't working in super bikes, maybe it's down in super sport as well. But I I don't know just speculation between what, what could be happening for John because we've seen he can put in results in the right conditions. Um Harry Truelove had a big crash in was it qualifying where, where he had a did we did we, we never saw actual footage of was, what? just a high side, it's all
2: he said yeah. he was a high side with the bike I think he just high sided and the bike just landed on its side and just scraped along as he slid across the floor.
0: Was it coming out of turn three that he high sided? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah
1: very
0: fast yeah. crash yeah it did look at the way that he went sliding down the road but you know he finished both the the races uh, he was 25th in race 2 and 24th in race 1 so you know it's just sort of you know he's on the DynaVolt Triumph it's not the greatest package there too Lee's doing a decent job on it but sort of what you'd expect from him and it's you know it's, it's, it's good to see how he's doing um check we'll come back to you for for taron with the the honda we spoke beforehand he's getting a a a test in misano on the the superbike honda um at least you know something good's come from his weekend he's found that he's going to get a a test on a superbike um yeah still the stuff i think taylor was quite open about it on eurosport over the weekend um he was promised some stuff from this this Honda team, and it's really not appeared for him yet. Has it? I don't even know where he finished in the end. Twenty seventh, last in race one, and twenty third in race two. What, what what can you say about Taron's season? Really, what you know? It, it's
2: not been great, has it? No, in the dry, it's been a complete disaster. The bikes not competitive at all, and. Yeah, but maybe just Patronus and Wilter bikes don't go hand in hand, or well, I don't know, but I'm just hope. I think mean, there's all everyone's just hoping as that that bike can magically find three seconds from somewhere because we see in the roads on the roads. It's a it's a machine. It works really well. If the engines really fast. It gets a world and it's just terrible. It's questions. It's like, is it the regulations having to run? Is it just because the bike's terrible itself? It's, no one knows. No, so they can, can find a bit more speed somewhere.
0: Yeah, I don't think... It's definitely not the riders. That's the no, one no. thing I, I, I can say. Noritin and Taz are not this this slow. They wouldn't be at this level of World Supersport if the bike was competitive. Um, Dawn, I'll ask you the same... I'll ask you about his test, really. Yeah, deserves it, I'd say, after what he's been through at the start of this season. Won't be high up the timesheet, but if he can put together a good test, it could be what he needs to get the attention of superbike teams for, for next year, couldn't it?
1: Yes, definitely. And like you say, he needs anything and everything he can do to get his name a little bit up there and for teams to take an interest because he's such a good rider. And it must be so you know, demoralising that every weekend he's just round at the back and but that's where you expect him to be now, unfortunately. But he's riding the wheels off it.
0: Yeah, he took the gamble, went to Supersport with the Honda, it's not working out, needs any way to get into World Superbikes now and the only way you could see it happening is if the MIE squad get rid of Granado or Sirene for next year and then Taz will be most likely a, a scrapping for 15th place in World Superbikes next year if he could get onto that and that is the only place I could see him going to and good luck to him in the test. I hope he can do something and maybe catch the attention of the team, especially. But it's been a demoralising season, Dawn. That that word you used was definitely the, the best way to describe it without calling it borderline sort of depressing, really, to, to watch. And maybe for Taz in his... Because he's gone from fighting at the front in BSB to fighting for last in World Sport, which is not where he'd want to be. Um, Yeah. But I think that sort of wraps up the World Superbike paddock. Um, we were all right in our um, predictions for the Superbike category. Um, I think you both said Girl would do a double in Super Sport, and I said Booliger and Manzi. So we got one. We got one <laughs> in that. Um, but yeah, I think we've covered World Superbikes and the news that have come that's come out of that uh, championship. Uh, the next thing really is MotoGP this weekend, the thousandth Grand Prix. Uh, at Le Mans, and actually, a World Superbike rider will be taking part in it on a factory Ducati. Danilo Petrucci will be replacing an bastianini Um What's the weather meant to be at Le Mans? Does any, is anyone? Someone doing that? I was. I, I gathered that's where you. Rain
2: Friday, rain potentially on Saturday, rain potentially on Sunday. So it's it's going to be one of those weekends. Actually,
0: just saying that it's just started raining here. Um,
2: <laughs> like it doesn't. It, the weather doesn't know what it's going to do with itself. Essentially, it's like fifty percent, thirty percent, twenty percent, not zero percent. It just doesn't know what it's going to do.
0: That's just Le Mans all over there, really, yeah. isn't it? For MotoGP, um, Jack, if it's wet, because it it might be, can Petrucci win, or do you think it's no. time away? No. Can he get a podium? No. Oh. No. Okay. What 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 would you expect from him in the wet?
2: A, a points position. I'd, I, if it was Petrucci riding that bike well, since the start of the season, sure, I'd point down for a podium top five finish, but because he's not ridden the Super he, cause he Remember, he rode the, G, he rode the I mean, it, because it was a Suzuki, never ridden the Suzuki before, but in the way, he didn't do anything in Bury Ramp. So going off that basis and going off the basis of how the likes of the has done going back on the Super Bike, maybe when Cal first went back on it. It takes time to get used to MotoGP bike, so wet or dry, I think it's going to be very hard for him to get a point.
0: No, yeah, because I know there's been a lot of people in the media hyping up his return, especially if it's going to be wet. And Jack Miller has been hyping it up as well, actually. I, I, I saw over the weekend because he was at World Superbikes watching on. Um, Dawn, Petrucci seems like the nice guy of of the paddock. So are you are you happy to see him getting a? a shot on him at a MotoGP bike again after how his time in that paddock ended with Tech Free?
1: Yes, definitely. It's great to see him back and it's nice, respectful that they've asked him, I think, to go and like cover that ride. So I'm excited to see what he, he can do. But I agree with Jack. I don't think he's, you know, going to be a podium finisher, but I just hope he has a really good weekend.
0: Yeah, I, I hope he does as well. And uh, it'd be good because his World Superbike campaign hasn't been... Outstanding so far, you could say, from the, the team and the bike that he's on. Well, he's not much catty, but probably down to the overall package of the team have given him. Um but no, yeah, I'm excited to see Petrucci back. It's good to see him back. Uh another stand-in. And some people were saying, why didn't they pick Bautista? I think the obvious answer for that is they don't want him to get injured. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that really, you know, it's meant to be potentially bad weather they don't want their main man in world superbikes to go there for you know sort of a bit of fun really and then end up on the floor with a broken ankle or something and then ruin his world superbike campaign so i think that's really the straightforward answer to that question that some people had on social media um, obviously we've got the return of mark marquez expecting him to cause chaos uh, <laughs> as always a little bit of havoc especially when marks around that normally happens um, Jack, we had the, the Ducatis dominate there last year. Are you expecting the the same again?
2: Yeah, wet or dry, I'm expecting the same. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's really the, the way to look at it.
0: Will, are um, you expecting sort of Paco of Haraf to arrive again this uh, this weekend in, in Le
2: Mans? Yeah, he we was strong there last season before the crash, uh, so... Can't see why he wouldn't turn up. You know he's, he's won their moat merit too. He's he's always done well at Le Mans. So I feel like uh, no matter what condition they throw at him, I feel I feel like uh, the only way he can be stopped really is if it's a flag to flag.
0: Yeah, I think that is probably the the main way that he will be stopped. Um, Dawn the French boys of Zarco and Quattararo... Obviously, they'll have hopes of a podium and a race win at home, especially Zarco. Um season has not been great on the Yamaha. What do you reckon we'll, we'll see from them at home? Do you think Quattrara will be hoping for something, but where the Yamaha's been poor this season, do you think we really will see him up there?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't think both of them really... You know, I've been expecting Zarco to do something in the sprint race season. It just doesn't seem to have happened for him this season. So... No, I don't think they they're both going to even be on the podium this weekend.
0: Yeah, you have just made me think. Actually, where is Zarco in the championship?
2: He was third after Termaas, but then he just slipped. Mm. I think he slipped down think to about. Six. Well, the thing is, from third on, from third down to like ninth, there's like only two points up. <laughs> so It's something ridiculous like that. So he's in. He's in that. Part there. he's gonna he be in the top, isn't the top 10, but he's, he's in that weird part where there's like hardly points separating the top, like six of them.
0: There are nine points separating Jack Miller in fourth to Quattararo down in 11th. Mm-hmm. So Anzaco is ninth at the moment, but if he had two points more, he'd be fifth. <laughs> so Crazy. it Yeah, it really is tight in that part of MotoGP, especially at the moment. Um, Jack, what do you think the KTMs this weekend? I'll ask you about their chances. They were good in Haref. Jack likes Le Mans. He he likes wet conditions. Um, Binder showed it in um, the sprint in Termas. Do you think we'll see them fighting up at the front again?
2: Sure, we (laughs) you just never know with KTM, unfortunately, but... I'm hoping there will be. I'm sure Jack will and Brad will wrestle that bike to get as far up the end as possible. I just don't know how they just will fare. But I feel like they've definitely made steps. I feel like at least one of them will get into Q2. i probably put my money on Jack doing it, just feel like he's a bit stronger maybe on the one-lap pace. But I feel like, come the race, uh, Brad will... Fight his way through whatever position he's from, Mill the same. And if it's like to fly go wet, Jack Mill is your man to put a bet on.
0: Yeah, yeah. If it looks like it might rain at the start, then, but uh, it hasn't started, then definitely, yeah, it would be worth putting money on Jack to, to do something. And actually, something I've forgotten to bring up and I wanted to mention I don't know if you saw Alicia Spargro's interview with The Race,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where he said that he believes. At the moment, he's fairly sure 2024 will be his final season in MotoGP. Um Jack, does that surprise you a little bit, seeing that Aleish might be on his way out? Or do you think he's at that age? He's got the young family now. It, sort of, he said he wanted to do test riding, so are you surprised or not with that?
2: Not really, because he said he was going to retire after 2020 or 2021, and I think, under the success he was starting to get, he went, I'll just keep going until the success stops, or he just stops having fun racing and I think now with how the sprint races are and how aggressive everything is, and the era the the era he's come from, uh, I think he's just struggling in this time now. Where if you're not aggressive, your game barged out the way. You're in so many positions, even even if you are the fastest guy on circuit. So I'm not surprised, but I think he'll. He's done a good job testing that Aprilia really getting it to where it should be so I feel like a test rider role will be good and I would like. I think he'd be the kind of rider to do wild cards at his home races and stuff like that so I think it'd be a good move for him and I know he's much of a family man he is with his kids and everything. I think he'd much rather be at home where he doesn't have to risk getting all these injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I wasn't too surprised seeing that either really with Alicia sort of was talking about it the other day to some people that I think in Aprilia seat in the factory team will open up in the, either at the end of this year or the end of 24 um Dawn Alicia Spargo 13th in the championship not been his way so far what did you think when you know you sort of heard that Alessio is fairly sure he'll be gone by the end of next season
1: yeah i'm sure aprilia it'll be a very sad day for them cuz they've had a really good partnership but i suppose if he stays on as a test rider he'll still be part of the aprilia family but and then you can't help but think what happened to his brother has that played on his mind a little bit more like you say with the family aspect thing because that's been a tough injury for Paul I think you know so has that played on his mind a little bit so it's it's the best decision for him
0: yeah and uh he'll do what's right at the time he'll either surprise us and do another year contract or um he he'll just Call it a day and walk away from the sport and do test riding like what Danny's been doing and really you know seems like he's enjoying himself, um, yeah, Aprilia uh, not having a great time but uh well uh, not having an amazing time at the moment especially with Elation Miguel but uh we'll talk about some predictions for for this weekend. Doesn't look like it's going to be an easy one, uh, that I'm not sure I'm going to go with it. Uh, we'll go straight in with the moto 3 category though because as always you never know where that's what's going to happen in moto 3 it always throws up some random some random results um jack do you have any idea who you're going for or
2: if it's dry sasaki if it's wet i'll go with suzuki
0: sasaki in the dry and the suzuki in the wet okay yeah yeah i i i see that Dawn, what are your um what are your um,
1: thoughts? I'm thinking Mesia for a win. Yeah. We'll right. He's coming on strong at the moment and he was good there last year, so he's my tip for the win.
0: I've backed messiah the last two rounds. I'm I'm, I'm sticking with him. <laughs> he's he's you're getting there. I'm, I'm it's gonna happen. I'm I'm gonna stubborn and stick with him until he does get a, a win now this season. Um what would you be you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we're this
0: week. <laughs> the one week none of us say on to he'll appear <laughs> randomly and, and do something. Um Jack, Moto 2 could be a little bit more interesting where it looks like Sam Lowe's might have found something this season now. But are you do you reckon it'll be a, an Acosta show again or
2: or what do you reckon? Uh if it's dry Acosta, if it's wet Arbolina. Oh, is um oh yeah, of course I'm
0: thinking. You're thinking
2: back, Termas, where it was... Yeah, Arbolino's won the last two wet races, so... Yeah,
0: yeah that's, a, that's a fair call. Dawn, who are you going for in the Moto2 category?
1: Yeah, Arbolino, I think,
0: yeah.
2: I'm now trying to think what Sam's form
0: around Le Mans
2: has been. One won there in 2020, after Jake Binder. Yeah. Oh, cool.
0: In 2021,
2: he didn't do anything. I think he you know, got third, or in 2022, he didn't. I think he DNF'd or didn't even start the race. Didn't even start. Yeah, I've just seen it. Um,
0: of course, that was in difficult conditions as well when Jake crashed out, weren't it? Yeah. I'm
2: going to go... He's only wanted fully dry roast, don't Get the one.
0: I'm going Sam Lowe's. I'm going to risk it. <laughs> sort of, yeah, we've had calls for, for Dixon from us so far this season. It's time to put... Uh, I'm going to put some faith in Sam. Um, he's gonna have an awful weekend now. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack, the sprint race. Who are you? Who are
2: you thinking for that? If it's dry, Paco. If it's wet, Marquez
0: Oh, the return of Marquez. Okay, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts behind Mark in the wet? Just because he's a good wet rider.
2: Over rider, it's a sprint race. He'll go powerful every been mm-hmm. it been it or win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like he
0: did that was it the flag the flag in twenty one or and yeah
2: we almost yeah. won it and then he I signed it up the last corner. Yeah. Um
0: Dawn the sprint race who are you thinking from MotoGP? Jack Miller Frilla. okay yeah fair cool um <sighs> see if you're looking at it of how it's been this season, it'll be Peko or Binder. <laughs> but, uh, do I think Binder... I can't remember Binder having much success around Le Mans. On a no,
2: really That's
0: all he's had. Yeah. So, I think I'm going to go against Binder and I'm going to go Peko purely for... It, it might be one of those two. They've been the best two so far this season. Um... Jack, the main MotoGP GP race. Who is your who's your man?
2: If it's dry, it's Pekka. If it's wet, I'll go. of to... <laughs> is, I don't think he'll ever win because if he takes so long to get going, well, I know he's all, be the fastest guy at the end of the race if it's wet. I've no doubt about that he will be the fastest guy on track. I'll go with Bears if it's wet. If it's flag to flag, i I'll go markers.
0: Covering all bases. Yeah. <laughs> Marquez, if it's flag to flag. Dawn, who are your thoughts for the, the MotoGP main race?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Pecco.
0: In both conditions, or do you reckon?
1: Uh, dry, definitely Peko. I think if it's wet, like, I, like you say, you could put your money on Marquez, especially if it's a flag to flag. So yeah, Marquez in the
0: wet. Yeah, I'm going to join you and say Pecco if it's dry. I'm going to go Bez if it's wet as well, purely because we showed it at the term mass. So, yeah, I think there are some in there that, that could come true. Um, we've probably just jinked some people. Uh, <laughs> we've all gone Pecco, especially if it's dry, uh, other than Dawn, you went for Miller in the sprint. So... Yeah, it could be an interesting one. We'll either come away all as successful or not. Um, I'm intrigued by this weekend, especially with the, the weather that could be thrown in. I like Le Mans. It's one that always throws up something uh, different compared to what we have seen. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that we need to. The Northwest?
2: pun. The Northwest?
0: Northwest 200, yes. Jack, what's been happening at the, the North West? Who's leading the way?
2: Uh, I think Michael Dunlop's been leading the Super Viking, Super Stock, Super Sport. I didn't quite see who that was. but I'd imagine it'd be like Alistair Sealy or Lee Johnston or David Todd, someone like that.
1: Sealy. Sealy. Yeah. The
2: Super Twins I have no idea. No, I
1: didn't. The, the weather bit. was a little bit hit and miss for them. Mouth, they all got out for the sessions, but they were like cut dramatically with the... Yeah, because uh, Glenn Irwin wasn't too happy because he's only running the superbike class and they cut their laps down quite considerably and, you know, I suppose they need as much track time as, as possible,
0: really. Is Josh Brooks there? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Did he actually go out in the superbike class? He, he did one lap and then on his second lap he heard a noise, so he boxed. But then he went to the super stocks and he got seventh or eighth. Fair
0: enough. Um... So when is the... So the North West running, I'm trying to remember, that's was practice yesterday.
2: It's, the fir- it's qualifying in the first races on it's Thursday, good. then the rest of the races are on Saturday. Right.
0: Yeah, one, are they in, in the same time as MotoGP as well?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah of All course.
0: Right. <laughs> All right, yes, yeah, so it's one to keep an eye on. I'll look at the results after. I'll probably prioritise watching MotoGP over it. Yeah. Um, but no, it's good running. I watched North West last year. Any ideas who's gonna win it on any points, or are you just thinking it'll be a Dunlop? I don't know how dominant he was.
2: I was to guess. I'll go Michael Dunlop, alistair Seeley, Davy Todd, Peter Rickman or Glenn Irwin.
0: Fair shouts, Dawn. I don't know how much you saw of it. Who would you go for in the Northwest?
1: Uh, I think Richard Cooper because he mm. had some good wins last year, and then he got them taken off him, didn't he? Because he did say he wouldn't race there again, but he, he is. He's he's turned up, so I think Cooper yeah uh michael dunlop Hickman, davy todd they'll all be in the mix
2: i no won every single superbike race there since 2017 so yeah. he's got a streak to hold on to yeah
1: put your money on which
2: is probably money. why he's so angry not having much yeah. track time because it's probably this disadvantage <laughs> he
1: was actually swearing live on tv oh
0: god
2: yeah i'm i'm, I'm not i'm not surprised
0: um <laughs> yeah it's normally good racing from the northwest uh, i'll Probably watch some highlights after it. Uh, I am going to go for Dunlop. I am going to go for him. He didn't look good from what I saw of the, the, the timesheets sheets, and uh, you know it's the Dunlop name. I'd like to see him win in there, and yeah, hopefully we'll 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 talk about that next week and see who was good there. Uh, how long until the TT now, Germany? It's, it's quite a while
2: instead of so like yes. you're looking at late May, early June. I think it's when it when it starts. And yeah. not quite, I'll just quickly
0: check. Yeah. yeah, so i was just thinking it's coming to that sort of time of the year now where the BSB break happens for for the TT week. Um, yeah, the, the road race breaks... of May to the tenth of June. So end of this month it, it starts cool. them. Yeah, not not far away then from the TT. So that's where they're all out practicing at the northwest and that'll be one to keep an eye on later on this year i think we've we've covered everything that's happened in this hectic week of of news from bike racing and uh everything that's been been going on and riders moving and races and marquez coming back to racing to cause chaos in le mans um yeah we'll be back next week to discuss the 1000th grand prix from le mans Make sure to follow the Highside News account on Facebook and Instagram on at Highside News. Make sure to follow Short Shift News as well and all of us on social media. All of our links will be down in the description of wherever you're watching uh, or listening. Thank you to everyone for listening and goodbye.